Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, friends. Welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour, hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University, a university on a mission to bring about Christ and the original intent of the Constitution all over this land. Friends, I want to share with you a little Western wisdom here because it's going to fit nicely with our next speaker, who I really think is the kind of Annie Oakley of the West right now. Here's a quote from Annie Oakley, especially relevant in light of the recent Supreme Court decision. God bless the Second Amendment, and God bless Justice Clarence Thomas, who came out in support of the Second Amendment here just recently. Annie Oakley, I'd like to see every woman know how to handle firearms as naturally as they know how to handle babies. So we got to get those ladies out there and get them uh, armed up and protecting their families and defending liberty in this nation. Annie Oakley, I'd like to see every woman know how to handle firearms as naturally as they know how to handle babies. Friends, I got to meet Jennifer Fielder years ago at the Western Conservative Summit. And in uh, full disclosure, I get to sit on the board of the American Lands Council, a wonderful organization advocating for returning land back to the states, getting them out of the hands of these federal government bureaucrats that are nowhere near the lands that they claim to manage. But Jennifer Fielder is the chief executive officer of the American Lands Council. She has this wonderful background. She's an outdoorsman. She was a ski instructor. She's done a whole lot with parks and recreation. In 2012, she was elected to the Montana State Senate. And in 2020, was then elected to the Montana Public Service Commission where she presently works full-time for them. So she's very busy. And if you've ever been to the Western Conservative Summit, she walks out on stage. And in fact, it was her dress, because she looks like Annie Oakley just coming right out of the West. Uh, it was her dress that made me say, gosh, you know what? Our first name is Western. We got to take Western more seriously. Let's get into these Western issues. The Western Conservative Summit wouldn't be the same if it wasn't for Jennifer Fielder. She has really changed the direction of this, of this event to make sure that we're focused on Western issues. This is affecting what the Heritage Foundation is doing, what a lot of national conservatives are doing to make sure that we are engaged in the Western United States. Jennifer Fielder, thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. It's wonderful to be on. Thanks for having me. So, Jennifer, tell us what the problem is. Why do we have so much land in the Western United States owned by the federal government? Well, you know, Jeff, you talked about um, Annie Oakley and, and suggesting that every woman should be armed with, with firearms to help protect her family and herself. Um, we also need to be armed with knowledge and courage. And we are falling short in, a, uh, in that respect massively across this country where most people don't realize the major problems that are occurring with federal lands and the cause of those problems. So, I mean, basically the U.S. Forest Service and the Bureau of Land Management, two of the largest uh, land-holding federal agencies in the country, are really wasting billions of dollars and failing us economically, environmentally, and socially in pretty much every respect with very, very poor management of the federally controlled lands and resources within our states. We've seen massive uh, wildfires. We've seen the destruction of wildlife that goes along with that and the pollution in our air. We're seeing uh, thousands of miles of public access routes, roads and trails be closed every single year. And those 
routes are actually very instrumental in initial attack and uh, and also fire active firefighting and they're they're great routes for recreation as well but the federal government for decades has been basically closing down the roads um, letting the forest burn eliminating any kind of real meaningful vegetation management so basically our public lands have turned into just a, a massive catastrophic wildfire waiting to happen if not presently burning uh, will burn and will burn very hot and uncontrollably under the current model of, of federal land management. So they're essentially treating it like a museum. They're, you know, rather than a garden that we should take care of and manage well, they're like, well, we're just going to let it stay out there and uh, d- develop all of these uh, burn problems. But I think as you pointed out at one point, Jennifer, the Native Americans didn't treat uh, the Western lands like this, right? They they managed the Western lands uh, even before uh, the white man got here. Yeah, so Native Americans recognized the improvement that could be um, placed onto the landscape through vegetation control, and the tool that was most prevalent and available to them to do that was burning. So yes, there were Native American tribes that used burning uh, during controlled periods of time, not in the midsummer when it's hottest and most dangerous, but they did use some controlled burning to um, regenerate uh, vegetation and clear out some of the old dead and dying stuff, and that actually enhanced wildlife habitat and also reduced uh, wildfire hazard in their in their area. But um, now we've got other um, solutions and tools available to us, and that includes mechanical um, thinning with, you know, logging equipment, selective logging and harvesting timber that way. We've also got um, the use of grazing. Uh, livestock producers are great at uh, managing grazing and using wildlife or using cattle on federal land to actually reduce fire hazard as well. And um, when it's managed well, it can really improve the landscape and reduce the fire risk. But what we have is a federal government that basically is looking for excuses, and some of the excuses are just astounding, but they're constantly looking for excuses excuses and justifications to lock it up and let it burn. And we're talking about hundreds of millions of acres. The federal government actually controls and owns 640, roughly 640 million acres in the United States today, and over half of all of the land in the western United States is owned and controlled by the federal government. So half of every acre in the western U.S. is under control of these distant distant agencies and a distant Congress that really don't understand what the issues are, and probably a majority of those folks don't um, prioritize taking good care of the lands because they don't understand it and they don't see the, the impacts of bad management on a day-to-day basis like we experience out here in the West. So why isn't that a problem in the eastern part of the United States? Why doesn't the federal government own all this land in the Midwest and eastern part of the country? <laughs> well, the um, the original 13 states, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't have a federal government that controlled their states. So they set up the Constitution in a way that did not empower the federal government to control the lands inside their states. And then um, the new states, the the old frontier, which was, you know, like Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Missouri, Illinois, Iowa, those states that were the frontier of those original 13 states, they were a federal territory, a single federal territory before they became states. 
And the Congress agreed that um, that federal territory would be utilized to create new states and to pay off national debt. They had this huge revolutionary war debt. And um, so there was agreements put into place. There was laws put into place by the early Congresses that provided for this ability for new states to be formed within the federal territory and for those um, excess lands to be disposed of either to the states or or some of them were sold, some of them were granted to like the railroad railroad companies. Um, that's why we had Homestead Act so that the federal government was giving the land away free to homesteaders that would want to go out and settle because they knew they had a duty to dispose of the land in the states. They couldn't, the federal government couldn't just control it forever and ever and ever. And so in the you know, west or in the eastern half of the country, you don't see this massive federal ownership. Um, now, the federal government has been retaining the land in the west and not allowing the new states in the west, you know, the states that came in in the late 1800s, early 1900s. We haven't yet been allowed to control our uh, lands and resources within our states, but on the equal footing doctrine, we should absolutely be able to own and control the lands and resources within our state boundaries. That's part of what makes a state a state. It has a boundary and it controls and governs inside of that boundary. But you're seeing this great imbalance in that the East is able to own and control the majority of lands and resources within their states, but the West isn't. And that's pretty dangerous. We really don't want the East deciding what we do with our lands in the West. We want people that are closest to the land and know it the best, know the issues the best to be able to make the decisions for management because you get better decisions when they're made by people that care and are closer to the actual problems that are happening and have a much higher interest in solving those problems effectively. When we come back, we're talking to Jennifer Fielder, who is the CEO of the American Lands Council. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about what the American Lands Council does to be able to address these issues, the effort that they're leading, not only with local counties and states, but even uh, potential lawsuits that are going to try to free up Western lands out of the grasps of these federal bureaucrats that have total control are making all these decisions. In fact, you have some counties in the Western United States that I believe 90 plus percent of it is owned by the federal government. Well, that's land you can't tax. So how do you develop schools? How do you develop roads? How do you develop businesses for your communities? You can't. You're totally limited as to what you can do as a result of this federal land management. So not only are these counties restricted, you have all these forest fires. And I did find the statistic I mentioned earlier, California's 2020 wildfire emissions akin to 24 million cars driving for a year. 24 million cars. I mean, yeah, your EV is going to make a real dent when you have uh, 4.3 million acres of wildfire that was burned. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Jennifer Fielder more about solutions because that's where we need to be leading on this. We need to come up with ideas, visions, strategies for our future. And I think this is one of the issues, one of the top issues that if we get right, could really adjust the future of the Western United States in ways we couldn't even ever imagine as we give more control to the people that live in this area. So when we come back, Jennifer Fielder, Chief Executive Officer of the American Lands Council, will be giving us ideas and solutions. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. <laughs> 